So invariably what happens is if your partner isn't on board, you wait. You wait to go all in. You wait to be 100% until you can convince them. I'm Nat Olson, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's use the ancient wisdom of the numbers and our connection to our spiritual life to become guided and resourced professionals. Move into that next level, bring in enchantment, impact, and income into our lives. Hey you, welcome back. I'm so excited to dive into the topic this month. Remember, in 2023, according to numerology, we are in a seven universal year. This is the year of the mystic. This is the year of the seeker. This is a year where to increase the magic in our lives, to move the needle in terms of our goals, we need to deepen our relationship to the zero, to that infinite intelligence behind existence. So in 2023, spirituality equals results. In 2023, focusing on our relationship to our cosmic best friend is what actually is rocket fuel for our goals. So every month this year, we are covering a thematic around the seven, around spirituality, around embodying, being the mystic in our own lives and being a mystic in regards to our goals, right? And so here in April, we are going to be diving into one of the most common blocks that slows our roll, that dampens our magic. What if, as you deepen your relationship with the spiritual, you run into some resistance from your partner? That is what we're going to be talking about in this month's episode. I'm going to share from working with clients for over a decade as a spiritual coach, the two magical reframes that can immediately soothe and comfort you. We'll be covering this in like the first 10 minutes of the episode. And these reframes alone can give you that breath of fresh air and can move mountains. I'm going to be sharing the profound reason that this is happening in your relationship, your partnership, your marriage, that will blow your mind. The number one magical solution to neutralize this block on your manifestation journey and two tips to thrive even if you have a precious muggle partner. So this episode is 1000% for you if you are in love with somebody who just isn't walking the spiritual path and man, it can be so hard. Stay tuned. Now, before we dive into the episode, I want to say thank you to everybody who donates to support this work. Thank you to Brian, Stephanie, Animistic Art, Don, Joe. Thank you for donating this past month. If you find the Numerology Chick podcast helpful, if this episode inspires you and you want more, you can always support this work by sharing it with friends and family, by donating. There's always a link in the show notes to do so, and you can rate it over on your podcast app. That helps out a lot. And if the topic of this episode speaks to you and you want to dive deeper, you want to dive deeper into the magic, you can join the seventh floor 
over on Patreon. The seventh floor is where we deepen the work that we're doing here on the Numerology Chick podcast. So for $5 a month, you will receive an audio prayer or a meditation to imprint new thoughts, new beliefs around the theme of the month. And this month, I have a special treat. So stay tuned. I'll give you more details at the end. Now, let's dive in. Okay, so straight out of the gates, we need to talk about why this is such a problem. Why is this so common? Why is this something that shows up behind the scenes with my coaching clients? And why might it be something that you're experiencing? I think what happens is as we're moving to that next level, as we're pushing the edges of what's possible in our lives, as we're making the impossible possible, it's inevitable that we need to lean on this new resource, that we need to deepen our spirituality because it's the zero, it's that infinite intelligence behind existence that gives us the courage, that gives us the insight, that gives us the guidance to do this next amazing thing, to take that leap of faith. So it's kind of like suddenly there's a presence that is now in the household. There is a presence that's now in your life, right? You have a cosmic best friend that's shown up (laughs) and it can be so discouraging. It can be so frustrating that there is this beautiful presence that you're holding hands with and your partner isn't interested in them, right? A person who takes up so much real estate in your life, your partner, your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, isn't into this magic. And I think because my clients and probably you are so heart-centered, this is especially hard, right? You don't want success for just you. You want success. You want to manifest this next level to feed the ecosystem of your marriage, your relationship, your partnership, to feed the ecosystem of your family. So invariably what happens is if your partner isn't on board, you wait. You wait to go all in. You wait to be 100% until you can convince them. In essence, you wait to become a wizard. You wait to become an enchantress right? You, you wait to be fully moved by this incredible infinite resource until you can get them on board. And this is a big problem. It's a big problem because if you are cinching off this resource, you are definitely cinching off what's possible. So the first thing that we need to cover is the most common stories that we tell that keep us stuck, the most common stories that I hear clients share with me behind the scenes that keep them in this place of, I have to wait. And we're going to reframe these stories so that you can be available for something new, something luminous, something inspiring. Just these reframes alone, just telling some new stories can immediately soothe you and you could even like end the podcast episode at that point for some clients this alone changes everything for them okay so let's talk about the number one most common story that i hear clients share about this right most common story that i hear them say is 
there is something wrong with my partner or wrong with my relationship if they're not walking the spiritual path with me. And it's so crazy because so many of my clients harbor shame around this, right? It's almost like this secret that they're afraid to share. They're afraid that by sharing with me that their partner isn't on the spiritual path, that like I'm going to, you know, indicate that that means something is seriously amiss. So I want to reframe that story to it's 100% okay to have differences, the fact that your, your partner might not be on the spiritual path or the same spiritual path as you, maybe it doesn't have to be a big problem right out of the gates. I think that I know this and I feel this in my heart for a bunch of reasons. I think um, because I do the work that I do. I've been crunching numbers. I've been doing people's numerology charts for over a decade. The law of uniqueness is real, you guys. The zero, that infinite intelligence designed every single one of us different. Some of us have that desire to be spiritual, to have it be such a mainstay, such a foundation of our lives. Some people don't, right? What if the divine designed your partner to not have this be as natural for them? And what if that's okay? And what if the things that you love about your partner, the thing that made you fall in love with them, may actually be the reasons that they're less spiritual, right? Like maybe you fell in love with their logic. Maybe you fell in love with their groundedness. Maybe you fell in love with their bullshit factor, (laughs) right? It is okay to have differences. I think that a lot of my clients are surprised when they work with me and we start chatting to know that my husband and I, we are the exact example of this. My husband leans conservative, I lean liberal. I I am more spiritual, he's more religious, right? He's more logical, I'm more creative. This is a lived experience for me. I'm sharing these things from experience. (laughs) It is okay to have differences. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you're actually going to realize why it actually can be an amazing thing. Okay. The second most common story that people tell that keep them so blocked about having a partner that's not on the spiritual path is they think that having a spiritual partner would make things so much easier. And I have to tell you, and I'd love to hear you guys over on the blog, you know, share with me what you have experienced in dating, but having a partner on the spiritual path doesn't equal sunshine and rainbows. (laughs) There are a lot of spiritual guys and spiritual gals who are lousy partners. You know, I have been with men, I've dated men who were spiritual, right? They were very vocal. They were very assertive about their spiritual experience. They're going to the seminars. They're going to the workshops. And I got to tell you, for me, that wasn't very helpful, right? It doesn't mean that that has to be true for you, but I'm offering up this other perspective that this idealism of having a partner who is on that spiritual path, that it makes things easier, isn't necessarily true. There's downsides to having somebody who wants to be on the spiritual path with you, right? Who wants to do that with you. 
Um, and we'll get more into that um, when we talk about the magical solution to all of this. I actually think that the reason why we choose a partner who maybe isn't on the spiritual path or that wasn't placed on their heart, I think there's actually a really luminous reason for this, which we'll get into. But here's the reframe. Instead of having a spiritual partner would make things so much easier, we want the goal to be having a loving and respectful partner is the goal, right? Having a loving, respectful partner while I'm pursuing my spiritual path and spiritual pa- uh, passion is the key, okay? That's the goal. That's the focus. It isn't, we got to get this person completely on board. We have to get this person to 100% opt in to our beliefs, to our thoughts, to the way that we tap in to our spiritual life. Okay, now the last really important story that people tell that can block them and I think this may be the most powerful, is we're afraid that we will grow apart if we pursue our spiritual path and they don't. I've had clients cry to me in our work. They unearth that the reason that they hold themselves back from being a woman or a man that walks with faith, from being somebody who is enchanted in their manifestation journey is because of their loyalty. And so I'm just going to place something here. I'm going to do a real simple reframe here just for you to consider, just for you to chew on. And that is, could it be possible that you could pursue your own spiritual path, your own unique path, and it could bring you closer? Is it possible to be adored and cherished for your spiritual path, even if they don't fully understand it? Sit with that and think about it. So I want to review these reframes really quick, okay? Before we get into my top tips of how to thrive, even if you have a muggle partner, (laughs) instead of the story that there's something wrong with your partner or the relationship, The new story that we're telling is it's okay to have differences. And maybe the differences that you have are precisely why you love this person and why you were attracted to them, right? Okay. (laughs) Instead of having a spiritual partner would make my life so much easier. um, We reframe that to really the goal is to have a loving and respectful partner while you pursue your spiritual path. And instead of, if I pursue my spiritual path alone, we're going to grow apart. Let's just be available for a new story that it could actually be possible that you pursue your spiritual path, your own unique spiritual path, and it could actually bring you closer. Okay. So now I want to talk about the magical solution. The magical solution to being spiritually guided and enchanted and resourced, even if you have a muggle partner, right? I want to talk about the enchanting luminous reason that I think that this is happening. What I've found from working with clients where this is such a big struggle, I've found that what's really happening is that they are being called to be a spiritual leader in their own lives and possibly in the lives of their family. This is key. 
that that's usually what's really happening here. What's really happening is that you are being called to be a spiritual leader. The zero, that infinite intelligence has placed on your heart this being a priority, this being a resource, this being a value in your life. And it's time to step into that spiritual leadership. And being a spiritual leader is very different from being spiritual, <laughs> right? Being a spiritual leader means that you walk with faith, even if other people don't. It means believing and acting on that belief, even if other people aren't on board. So let's talk about how to do this, right? Easier said than done, right? But what an epiphany to know that what's really going on here, the magical solution is to embrace being a spiritual leader to take on this role, to say yes to this calling on your heart. So I've got two main tips of how to be a spiritual leader, even if your partner isn't on board, right? How to embrace this calling. Tip number one, we need to discover the need that is really behind this desire. And here's what I mean. What would having a partner on this spiritual path do for you? Why do you want this? Why do you need this? This is totally the vibe of the seven, by the way. Remember, we're in a seven universal year. The seven in numerology is the mystic, the seeker, the shaman. It's also known as the cynic. The seven is always asking questions and digging below the surface. The seven is saying, why are you even asking this question? <laughs> right? And it's frustrating and it's annoying and it's incredibly profound. So this is what I want you to do. You clicked on this episode for a reason, right? This is a block for you for a reason. I want you to get out a piece of paper or open up the notepad on your phone, open up a new document, and I want you to answer this question. What would having a partner on the spiritual path do for you? What would it give you? You can pause this episode. You can really put some thought into this. The answer to this question often is you unearthing the next thing that you need to do, the next need that you need to fulfill to embody being a spiritual leader. So what clients have said when I've asked this question is, well, it would make the journey more fun or it would be easier to do their spiritual practice and not be embarrassed, or it would be easier to do their spiritual practice and prioritize it with their busy life, right? Or it would mean that they could invest in their spiritual life. They could invest in seminars or workshops or coaching because their partner would be opting in, right? They wouldn't have to convince their partner to invest in this part of life. So I want you to really get clear on why would having a partner on the spiritual path, um, why is that important to you? What would that do for you? What is the need underneath that desire? And then we really need to address what's really happening, right? What's the real issue here? What if there was another way to get this need met, a more foundational way to get this need met. So for instance, if you want them to be on the spiritual path so you can more easily prioritize your spiritual practice, maybe the real issue is 
developing the courage to ask for help, to carve out time in your busy routine, even with your kids, to have a spiritual practice. Maybe the real issue is learning how to own what it is that you want and need and learning how to advocate for it with your partner, learning how to communicate its importance, learning how to communicate its worth it factor. Maybe you want them to be on the spiritual path so that you can share something that's so important to you so you can feel so connected. So maybe the real need is to learn how to share this passion even if they don't understand, right? So maybe they don't want to talk about it for three to four hours, but maybe you can create a dynamic where you can share with them, speak from your heart for half an hour and say, this is important to me. This is an important part of my life. And by being able to share it with you, it makes me feel so much more connected, right? Maybe you want them to be on the spiritual path so it's easier to believe. That's a confronting one, right? So the real need, the real thing that's happening is that it's time to own your spirituality. Even in the face of someone not understanding, somebody not agreeing, right? And maybe you want them to be on the spiritual path with you so that you can amplify your spiritual practice. But maybe the real need here is to have spiritual community or a spiritual mentor, right? Like maybe your partner isn't a spiritual mentor. (laughs) Maybe they're not supposed to be. Maybe that wouldn't even be useful to have that resource be coming from your partner, right? So the point of addressing, identifying the need that's behind the desire isn't to make you wrong for wanting your partner to share in in this precious part of your life. It's not that by any means, but it's more of like, how can we do this first? How can you actually address the underlying need first without trying to change your partner? I think that that's a theme of so much of what we're talking about here. Spiritual maturity and spiritual leadership is allowing other people to be who they are, to be where they're at, to be on their journey, but not allowing that to diminish our own path, right? That's spiritual maturity. It's not convincing them. It's not making people get on board, but it's being able to own and honor and advocate for ourselves while we honor and respect other people's own path, right? Okay, so just in review, tip number one, really find out what the need is behind this desire to have a spiritual partner and start acting on the fundamental need behind it, right? Find a way to address that underlying need first as a spiritual leader and then see where that goes, see where the zero, see where that infinite intelligence takes you and your relationship. Okay, tip number two, this is the big one. This is the last one. This is the most powerful one. (sighs) Embody being the spiritual leader right now and let it be messy. I think tip number one is really helpful because it's already sort of like a doorway into this, right? It's a way to kind of understand your first step in becoming the spiritual leader. 
But I'm having this be a separate tip because this really is that mindset shift, is the way that I'm going to thrive, even if other people aren't on the spiritual path with me, is by embodying it. And embodying means living by example, being an expression of your spiritual beliefs. And embodying looks different for all of us, but I'll share some examples. Embodying can include doing the practice, investing time in your practice, even if they don't understand the value. Embodying being the spiritual leader can be sharing your truth and sharing your beliefs, even if they don't understand. And I'm not saying in a combative way, I'm not saying to convince them, but I'm saying to speak this part of you into your space, right? Embodying can look like wrestling with and being triggered by their different beliefs or by their objections. Yeah, that's a part of embodying. I think so many clients, like, again, think that there's something wrong, right? Something wrong with them, something wrong with their partner when you have those moments. But actually, when we are triggered by somebody or when they have an objection or when there are sort of things that they believe that conflict with our beliefs, it's actually an opportunity to strengthen and deepen our truths. I love having a partner who challenges me. I love the political debates that we get into. (laughs) I love the spiritual debates that we get into. It has been the greatest blessing and the greatest boon in my spiritual journey. It has made me more rooted, more mature in my spirituality. It has made me more enriched in my spiritual journey by being around people who aren't on the same page but are still respectful. That is key, right? I think another form of embodying being the spiritual leader and embodying our spiritual life are asking ourselves, where are the blind spots? Where are the missing pieces? Where are the roots shallow? I think sometimes what happens is when we run into those things, we are hoping and wanting our partner to fill in those gaps, right? We're wanting somebody to journey with us so that we can almost protect ourselves from the painful (laughs) and thrilling dynamic of noticing where our spirituality might not be useful, where it might not be working, where things might not add up. That's a part of being a spiritual leader. is noticing the blind spots, noticing the missing pieces, and going on a journey of filling those in ourselves, right? I think embodying also means letting the results and letting the magic of the path you walk speak for itself. I think being a spiritual leader is where you don't actually have to talk about it or... Um, you know, send that message out on your pulpit all the time or even at all. I think a lot of clients would be surprised if they met me just like in passing in the town that I live in because I'm an ordinary person. Spirituality in my everyday conversations like isn't always something that comes up because I, I have spiritual leadership of my life. 
because me and my cosmic best friend, we're in constant communication. Do I love talking to people about it? Uh, absolutely. That's what I do as a career, you know, but it's just, it's something that's a lived experience for me. So I let the results of my peace, I let the results of my confidence, I let the results of my faith speak for itself. And lastly, I think embodying being the spiritual leader means appreciating other people who are not on the same spiritual path, right? It's like, I can appreciate other people, I can appreciate other people's beliefs, but I'm busy doing what puts me at my best and doing what connects me to my magic. So I've seen by doing these two things, by really addressing the actual spiritual needs underneath my desire for spiritual companionship and by getting busy embodying being the spiritual leader, even if it's messy, I have seen miracles happen from this in my own life and I've seen it happen for clients of how we are magnetically, you know, we, we draw different experiences to us. We are appreciated and adored and revered, even if other people don't understand. Um, our partners can become incredibly supportive, or we have to work out some of the kinks in our relationship that were sort of there anyways and needed to be worked out, right? So in review, here's the rub. Having a partner who isn't on the spiritual path with you doesn't have to mean that anything's wrong. It's okay to have differences, right? Having a, a spiritual partner isn't all sunshine and rainbows. The goal to be spiritually successful is to have people in your life that are loving and respectful. And it's possible to have your own spiritual life and have your own unique path and still grow closer and be more bonded, even though there are those differences. And remember, the real reason that this is happening is possibly that you are being called to be a spiritual leader in your life and in the lives of your loved ones. And the way that you become a spiritual leader, even if you have a muggle partner, the way that you build magical momentum and the way that you attract miracles, even if you have people that aren't on the same page is number one, really get clear on what are the needs that are behind this desire for having spiritual companionship. Give that need to yourself in other ways without trying to change your partner. And number two, get busy. Get busy being the spiritual leader, embodying it, even if it's messy. It's supposed to be messy. <laughs> being a spiritual leader is not perfect, you know? Remember, embodying means sometimes wrestling with and being triggered by people that have different beliefs. It's doing the practice or sharing your truth, even if other people don't understand. If you do these things... Whew. what you once thought was this negative, horrible thing that's happening actually becomes a turning point in your life. It actually becomes a liminal moment. It actually becomes a moment when you step through that door into technicolor, like in The Wizard of Oz, and you realize that something even greater was happening. The zero, that infinite intelligence behind his existence was saying, it's time. 
it's time to hold my hand to step into spiritual leadership so that you can be a guiding light in your marriage, in your partnership, in your family, and in the world. So all of these tips will be in the show notes because I know we covered a lot of ground. And here's the really exciting news. Over on the seventh floor on Patreon this month, we're going to be diving deeper into this topic. This month, I'm going to share with you the exact scripts that I have used in my own marriage with my husband and other loved ones to be the spiritual leader. I'm going to share the thoughts and the beliefs that I've had to deepen, that I've had to discover, that I've had to craft and vocalize to embody and become a woman of faith. So if you're interested, if you would like to maybe steal some of these beliefs, steal some of these scripts, head over to the seventh floor on Patreon this month, $5 a month, you get access to these bonus accompanied audios. And you can cancel at any time in the back end of your Patreon account. Now, if there are other questions coming up for you around this topic, because you guys, there are so many nuances to this, right? Relationship can be really complex. Share them over on the blog. I may be able to address follow-up questions or unique situations on Instagram this month, okay? And remember, you can always click the link in the show notes to work with me one-on-one. I am booking up, but I do have a couple of slots open for my one-month bus through that block intensive. I'll talk with you guys again next month.